Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. It's caught for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Top of the morning to you, lads and laddies. Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning. That was a pretty bad uh, Irish brogue impersonation. Uh, yeah, George Kurtz, what do you think? <laughs> Are, I'm you? Offended. <laughs> Are you? As, as an Irishman, I'm offended. Now I'm going to have to drink another beer. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there was a, a clip from The Simpsons, uh, and uh, Homer said, you know, it's six hours into uh, St. Paddy's Day, and I'm not even drunk yet, you know? So uh, how many hours is it into? Uh, we're eight hours into St. Paddy's Day, and I'm not even drunk yet. I haven't even had a, a hot toddy or anything. How are you doing today? And happy St. Patrick's Day to you, lad. So Laddie is the male. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Joseph. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Laddie is the female, right? I don't know. I mean, I was I wasn't born. Come on, sure. I, I, I got to know the rules of this. Give me a potato. Why and I'm not? A happy guy. <laughs> hey, so what's your, what's your leprechaun name? Are you kidding me? There, there was a post on Facebook. This is, this is a thing too. No, 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 no. It's it's tongue in cheek. Somebody posted it on on oh, Facebook, okay. and and what you do is you take the first letter of your name and the month that you were born. So w- what month were you born in? Some August, August, yeah. <laughs> August or August? Okay. So uh, so George George is uh, the uh, first letter of your name, Grouchy. So we're gonna call you Grouchy Awacky. Grouchy or wacky, yeah, that makes scientific <laughs> sense. Let, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. And for me, Jay is assigned to Jolly, uh, and I'm born in May, so I'm uh, Jolly McWiggles. I like that. Jolly McWiggles. <laughs> Jolly McWiggles. Grouchy or wacky. <laughs> and Sean, let's see. Sean uh, S is uh, according to this silly, and he told me uh, off air that he was born in in August, so he's silly or wacky. So we got Grouchy O'Wacky, Silly O'Wacky, and uh, Jolly McWiggles. Good morning to you. <laughs> Great. Anybody else want to know your leprechaun name, just feel free to call on in here, and uh, <laughs> Sean Angle will give you your leprechaun name. <laughs> With yeah. help from me, lad, so, Jokalina. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, lucky little... charms. Exactly. Have you had your lucky charms so far? Because you said, that, oh, it's been you a, said that. I think it's been a few decades since I've had Lucky Charms, but I did like them. I'm, I'm a Cocoa Puffs guy now. Give me a box yeah. of Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, the Lucky Charms is good. I mean, uh, let's see, top cereal is what? Uh, for me, Cocoa Pebbles, the, the, that Flintstone brand. I love when that, the, the milk turns chocolatey. And uh, Captain Crunch is always a good one, too. So, hey, uh, so <laughs> a bit of big weekend of uh, fantasy baseball drafts, uh, George, NFBC uh, championships this weekend. Um, we had uh, Tout Wars still going on, the NFBC ch- uh, draft still going on. So uh, big-time stuff uh, happening in baseball. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were filling in on fantasy sports today, and we were just breaking down uh, division 
by division and teams, individual teams and divisions, breaking down the fantasy relevant players, uh, the over under uh, win totals and whatnot. But uh, we'll continue that today. Uh, we left off where we're going to start with the AL West and uh, we'll try to get into the NL East, get as far into it as possible. Uh, maybe we'll, at some point this morning we'll discuss uh, some of the new rule changes uh, that are being implemented and uh, some for, for uh, baseball and uh, some that are expected to be adopted in uh, 2020 as well. Uh, it was a big week in football in terms of uh, lots of movement, lots of uh, trades, free agent signings and whatnot. So uh, I think we should just at least just, you know, touch upon them. But uh, I kind of, uh, you know, talked about this a little bit yesterday, but just, uh, you know, uh, I'm a big fantasy baseball and fantasy football guy, but uh, you know when you look at the attention that football has had this past week, you know uh, the baseball people you know have to take note and, and I would say be a little concerned. I mean, uh, like I was saying yesterday, I mean we've had huge names, you know, move like you know Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, OBJ. So that adds to, you know, the, the coverage that uh, football has been getting. But uh, you know, when you look at the hot stove, you know, one of my favorite times of year in baseball is not only just watching the games throughout the year and following, you know, the pennant chases and the, the individual stats all year long. But you know, I love December, the uh, the uh, GM meetings that they have because there always seems to be. In the past, there were lots of movement in terms of trades and, and, and whatnot, but uh, that kind of slowed down the past couple of years. So uh, this whole frenzy time in football with you know trades being announced and uh, free agent signings, it's uh, really continued to keep football relevant all year long. Well, football's been like that for a long time now. Baseball with GM meetings haven't really meant much in you said a few years. I might go a few decades. When that that's really slowed yeah, down. Nice. Now. They'll I talk trades. Yeah, you'll hear rumors, yeah. but you're not going to hear. You're gonna you're not going to see movement. Uh, and the day of baseball has gone really complete opposite direction now. Where even in November, we're not seeing these deals we used to see uh, as far as free agent signings. Where football, I mean, football's a joke, right? I mean, you have the ta- the legal tampering period, which doesn't make it's, it's an oxymoron in itself. Legal tampering doesn't make any sense. You might as well start free agency on that Monday. Then why wait till Wednesday at four to announce these deals when they're all done by then? You know, Le'Veon Bell was really the only big deal that didn't get done by Wednesday at 4. So, uh, you know, football, they get a lot more headlines because of that. With baseball, these free agency deals seem to drag on. See, the football owners, they'll offer the most money right away. Baseball, the agents have to coax it out of them for weeks or in this for Bryce Harper and Machado months before they, these mm-hmm. deals finally get done. Uh, I know a lot of people, as far as baseball are concerned, have proposed there should be a rule that – I don't see how this you could ever do this, but that all friends need to be signed by you know January fifteenth, so we get all these deals done. And there is a time period that could never work because what if you you know what if a guy gets hurt, you know it's just, it just this doesn't make any sense there. But uh, the past couple of years of free agent signings in baseball have slowed down, which is taking forever. We still have it now. Craig Kimbrell unsigned, Dallas Keuchel unsigned, Gio Gonzalez unsigned. I mean, all these guys should have jobs, but they're unsigned. And uh, you know with football you never see that. Not the top name players. Most of them are gone already. You know, free agency just started Wednesday at four, technically. You know, so it's been on for about four days, right. five days, and these guys are all gone. Baseball, you'll have months upon months upon months, and guys still available. Yeah, the deals were pretty much in place. They just had to be made official once the NFL's year officially began, right? Legal tampering. Yeah, a lot of these deals, we knew exactly what was going to happen. Trades were made a month ago, six weeks ago. We knew they were happening. They just couldn't truly be official until Wednesday at 4. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so uh, baseball is, uh, I think, cognizant of what's going on. And uh, the MLB and Players Association and the MLB uh, came to uh, a, a bid a collective bargaining agreement this week. So it's good that the two sides are talking. Uh, they uh, initiated uh, for this season a single trade deadline of uh, July 31st. No more waiver wire deals. In the past, uh, you know, if a player was put on waivers and, and no one uh, laid claim to him, uh, they were able to make uh, trades. Like, uh, you know, one of the ones that I remember because I'm a Yankee fan is uh, that's how we got David Cohn. Uh, back in in the 90s, right? But no more of that kind of stuff. And uh, what they're hoping for is that uh, that will 
force some teams or coax some teams into, uh, you know, making trades uh, in the offseason for a busier offseason? Well, that won't happen. That doesn't make any sense. How is a trade deadline on July 31st instead of August 31st going to make people sign, uh, make trades in the offseason? That makes no sense at all. <laughs> so that won't happen. Uh, what they really hope was the union doesn't want their players moved late. You know, they don't want also the uh, teams to make late trades and also sort of determine pennant races with the guys who you got only, a, you know, with a month left in the season. I sort of get it. My only problem is this. I think it'll have unintended consequences, and they won't be good. Uh, because let's, what if you have a rash of injuries in August? Especially a catcher. Now you can't come out getting one. You know, so I think that's going to be a problem there. I probably would have uh, split the difference here. If you only want to have one trade deadline, fine. Then why not make it mid-August? August 15th. So like we do in fantasy leagues. A lot of fantasy leagues have tra- their trade deadlines in mid-August. I think I would have done that. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I, two weeks is truly going to make a big difference either. But uh, I don't think this is a, should have been as big a thing as they made it to say. But the union wanted it. The union mm-hmm. really wanted this, and I guess their players don't, don't want to be moved late in the season as well and get taken off of playoff team, that sort of thing there. It's more of a player comfort thing, but I think it will have unintended consequences. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I know you're not into the All-Star Game and whatnot, but uh, All-Star Game Election Day, what will you be doing for All-Star Game Election Day? Who the hell cares? <laughs> I don't get this at all. I mean, really, this is what we're doing now? And they're doing anything they can to try and build up this All-Star Game. And, really, and just no one cares. You're not going to be able to make the game like it used to be in the 60s and 70s and even 80s, where we really did care because you didn't see the players on the other teams. You know, you didn't see the stars of the Cincinnati Reds or Los Angeles Dodgers because there was no, uh, you know, you weren't playing interleague play. Now we do it. It's just not as important. And they try and make mm-hmm. this game all, it, you know, if the All-Star game meant something, it should be like it was back in the day where the stars played the entire game, where Mike Trout might hit a game-winning home run in the ninth inning. Nowadays, these guys have gone to three, four innings. They're gone. The stars are gone. And you get the mm-hmm. secondary players. If it's an all-star game, then guess what? Every team can't be represented. Because they, not every team has an all-star. Some teams are terrible. And they don't have anybody who deserves to be there, but every team has to be rep- represented. Well, that's not an all-star game. You know, it's just something else. It's more of an exhibition game. Which is fine. You know, it's fine in itself. Fine, do what you want to do. But do you think it would get, get me to care about it? No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I don't mind the home run derby, but I, I only watch the home run derby if I record it. I can't watch right. it live. It takes too long. Thanks for right. I, mean, I know they've right. they fixed it up a little bit here, but even that, even with the million dollar, uh, what they're going to pay the winner now, million dollars. Aaron Judge has already said he won't go, so you're not getting the best hitters right. in that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it, it's hard for me to like any of these things. You're listening to the uh, verbiage of uh, grouchy, a uh, wacky, and uh, you know, I don't care. Actually, I'm going to live uh, up to that name now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Grouchy O'Hackey. Uh, so for 2020, uh, uh, three batter minimum for pitchers. Uh, what do you think about this one? This is interesting, although, once again, I'd have probably gone. Uh, I don't think the. Uh, I get it where you want to make it more than one. Listen, the one thing didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all. And it's only a three batter minimum, by the way, if it's in the inning. If you, uh, the inning ends, then you're fine. So you're still going to get some one, uh, one batter. You know, there's two outs, lefty. Yeah, they'll bring him on if he gets him out. And he's over, great, he's out of the, the game. If he gets on base, well, then you got some issues there. Uh, this, it didn't bother me. I don't know, know why you had to go to three. Wouldn't two solve the same problem? Yeah, once again, you got to pitch, mm. pitch to an extra batter, so I would have made it two. But uh, I'm not somebody who felt, felt this needed to be done. You know, it, it, once again, it did not bother me, uh, a guy mm-hmm. pitching to one batter. I understand uh, you'll speed the game. You won't really speed the game up, but it makes it more strategic. And now he's, maybe you won't get as many pitching changes. Maybe you get rid of jobs. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I don't like it. You know, certain guys are not going to have a job anymore because, hey, right. they can't get a righty out to save their life. So they're not going to be brought in. So, uh, I don't know. Not a fa- I, don't ha- I don't dislike it. I don't hate it. I just think, uh, I think, it, might, I think it was unnecessary. There are already uh, rumors of how you know, teams might get around this where, let's say, uh, a pitcher might uh, pitch to two batters and then maybe feign an injury or whatnot. So, <laughs> you know. It's already been uh, talked about uh, how they could get around that. But, uh, hey, you know, uh, just basically uh, yeah, also uh, uh, for next year, roster expansion uh, from 25 to 26 players in the regular season. And then in September, rosters only expand to 28 instead of 40 as uh, currently designed. I think, once again, I would have tweaked this as well. Um, I would have kept it at 40, but you had to, uh, you can only declare 28 available to play. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you do in football, there'd be, you know, 12. Nobody calls up all 40 anyway. 
Yeah, that that that's that's never happened. It's been done once again in decades. Cost too much money for these teams to do that. So, uh, but they do call up 31, 32 players. I would have had you to, to declare twenty eight that could start. You know, just to make the game fair, where you don't you don't have eighteen relievers. That also slows down the game because you have all these relievers, one after another after another. You could you could play this game all go all day long here. So I would have done it that way. But I do like this, you know, to make it uh at least once again fair because the richer teams will call up more players than the poorer teams will. And that's mm-hmm. unfair to have one team have you know has a thirty-four man roster, the other team has twenty-seven. So at least now they both have twenty-eight. But I, I think it's a, also a little unfair now to all these young players. There won't be as many cup of coffee guys called up because it's only a twenty-eight man roster, so you're not going to call up thirty-four. You know, right. you're only going to call up three extra guys here. So I would have liked to have kept it, you know, you could, as a maximum of forty. But each game, you had to declare only twenty-eight starters. Well, it's good that the two sides are talking, you know, the players in uh, Major League Baseball. The uh, current collective bargaining agreement doesn't expire till December of 2021. So it's good that these uh, two sides are getting being proactive. Uh, you and I kind of alluded to uh, worries about a uh, work stoppage. So uh, it's good that the two sides are talking. Uh, when we come back, we'll start breaking down uh, the AL West uh, over under win totals. Fantasy relevant players, you're listening to the Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning, little dire straits, walk of life, bringing us back in. What was your name there, George? Uh, Grouchy McWiggles? No, you were McWiggles. I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Jolly McWacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Grouchy or Wacky. On this uh, happy St. Patrick's Day Wacky. to all of you. <laughs> uh, right. Once again, uh, feel free to call in. Sean Engel will give your uh, your leprechaun name. You know, Sean little, you has nothing else to do this morning. He, he'd love to go searching up your leprechaun name. <laughs> what are you doing later to any uh, corned beef and cabbage for you today? Uh, I am. Uh, I know my last name is Kurtz, but I actually am three-quarters Irish. Uh, my mom was full Irish, and my dad, my father was half. If people are wondering how that works out, there you go. All right, mm-hmm. so uh, no, I'm not really a corned beef and cabbage guy. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. today's uh, today's not going to be a very good St. Patrick's Day. I do have to go to a wake after, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's sorry to hear that. Immediately mm-hmm. after, yeah, goaltender from a, a lot of the hockey teams I played on, a good friend of mine, and mm-hmm. uh, not a good friend. I shouldn't say a good friend, but a friend of mine. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was a goaltender. On a lot of the hockey teams passed away last weekend, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Unexpectedly, to say the uh, least. So I'll attend mm. his wake later today, and then uh, my mom happens to live uh, pretty close to the funeral home, so uh, I'm going to drop the kids off there first, go to the wake of my wife, and then we'll go back and. Uh, I guess I should pick up my kids, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe see yeah. a little mom too while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that yeah, kind of guy. Know, with a name like Grouchy or Wacky, I don't know what you would do today. <laughs> I might be taking a visit to your house afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like the those uh, those leprechaun movies, right? You'd be one of those evil leprechauns. Damn right. <laughs> where's my Where's my pot of gold, man? Don't take <laughs> my pot of gold. Hey, hey, that, uh, that's my plans for today. Yeah, uh, yeah. We uh, always would have, uh, you know, because my wife is uh, half Irish. And half Italian, so uh, you know when her father was alive, we'd go there every year to his, ha- you know, their house and have some corned beef and cabbage. I, I, I'm not a big uh, corned beef uh, kind of guy. Put enough mustard on it, and it's it's good. And then I guess if you have enough uh, alcoholic beverages, uh, anything's good. To supplement. I give you a wood box. You have enough, right. enough alcoholic beverages. <laughs> 
absolutely. Yeah, it's like being at a bar and, you know, enough drinks and any uh, uh, member of the opposite sex looks better to you. Looks good. Right, yeah, so yeah right? Yeah, yeah, three so. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they all look great. Yes, yes. Many songs written about that. Yeah, no, that, that's so true. I was at a party last night, and uh, you know, my friend got obliterated to put it nicely. And, uh, mm-hmm. and he's the kind of guy who's a ham anyway. Oh, he's looking to t- test everybody and be the center of attention. He's just going off. It was funny stuff, but he's just going off last night. And uh, like I said, it's uh, always intriguing with people like that. You need people like that, though, because they liven things sure. up. Absolutely. You never really know yeah. what they're going to do. As long as they don't hurt anybody, then don't hurt themselves. No, no. Just makes yeah. myself look like an ass. But it's, yeah. it's funny. Uh, and you're announcing Makes it on the radio, laugh. but you're not giving him his, giving out his name, which is good. Tom. Correct. <laughs> hey, so we had a, a free agent signing, a minor one. Cargo is no longer a free agent. Carlos Gonzalez, former outfielder for the Rockies, signs a minor league deal with uh, the Indians. We we spoke about the Indians last, uh, well, yesterday morning when we were filling in on Fantasy Sports Today, uh, the their weak outfield. So Cargo signs a minor league. Uh, deal, yeah. If if anything, it'd probably be a you know maybe in a platoon. I would think. I, I would think his days of a, as a uh, a big time fantasy contributor are behind him. You know, early in his career, had a lot of talent. You know, basically a five two player, but uh, injuries always got in the way with uh, Carlos Gonzalez. So uh, so now uh, Carlos Gonzalez, Hanley Ramirez is a wacky uh, offensive team in George. <laughs> He mentioned, yeah, they brought in some uh, some old time vets. I think Morel mm-hmm. uh, Gonzalez makes sense. I do think uh, Gonzalez makes sense here, as uh, their listen, their outfield is uh, questionable to put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, Gonzalez. I, I I think you're right. It'll be in some kind of timeshare. He'll get the uh, the better end of that timeshare, being the left hander. So you'll see more mm-hmm. at bats. But I think uh, it does make sense here. The question is going to be, how long does it take him to get up to par here? You know, mm-hmm. spring training is over in ten days. So he's just right. starting mid-April, you know, somewhere around there for him to get enough at-bats here. He'll be in extended spring training, I'm sure. And then he'll, you know, depending on who, what's going on with the team, he'll make the team. You know, I think it's the way it'll mm-hmm. be there. I don't think he's going to have to worry about playing in the minor leagues. You look at their outfield right now. All right, we, we like Greg Allen, right? We, we like We think Love he'll him. be yeah. a solid player. You know, mm-hmm. stolen bases in, uh, as far as fantasy leagues are concerned here. Leonis Martin, okay. You know, once again, okay. We don't know really mm-hmm. what to expect from him, but it could be a solid player. And then Cargo would seem to fit in as that right fielder. I don't think Tyler and the Queen's going to keep him out. Uh, the bigger question would be what happens when Bradley Zimmer gets healthy? Yeah, I was going to mention know, who's him. Who's yeah. going to lose mm-hmm. out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's really when it becomes interesting. If Cargo's not hitting, could be him. If Greg Allen's not hitting, could be him. If Martin's not hitting, could be him. You know, Zimmer mm-hmm. can play any of these spots. So uh, that's what I'm really looking uh, – if I'm looking ahead, that's what I'm thinking here. What happens right. when Zimmer returns here? What What's going to go on? Who's, whose job might he take? Uh, I don't think Zimmer's back now until uh, May or June at the earliest here, so we got a while. And an injury could easily pop up and sort of makes this whole conversation moot anyway. But uh, fantasy-wise, Cargo, not in the 12-team league. You know, in the only league, of course, everybody has value. 15-team league, I could see it taking him late or as a reserve here. But a 12-team league, I don't have much interest. Yeah, uh, last season, uh, 463 at-bats, 16 home runs, five stolen bases, 276 batting average. So, you know, moderate contributions, and uh, I think you're right that uh, he'll, you know, we both kind of agree that if at best he'd be uh, in a platoon situation there and uh if you look against right-handed hitters last year uh batted 284 versus lefties 259 uh slugging was uh some 60 points higher against right-handed pitching last year as well so uh yankee uh one of Yan- the yankees top prospects esteban florial uh suffered a uh a wrist fracture so uh he wasn't going to be making the team anyway, but uh, it's just something to be, uh, you know, conscious of. Uh, also, uh, hey, do not tick off uh, Philadelphia Phillies fans, huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, we saw that uh, Bryce Harper got plunked with a 96-mile-per-hour, uh, I guess it was a fastball, that uh, hit his ankle. And uh, he's, supposedly it's a contusion. He's going to be day-to-day. But uh, Philadelphia Phillies fans are uh, sending death threats to uh, pitcher Trent Thornton 
for injuring their uh, $330 million man. And, and that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous for people to go <laughs> off the, uh, the deep end like this and send this guy death threats. I understand you're annoyed, but he got hit in the foot, the ankle. Mm-hmm. That's what is a couple of inches off the ground. He wasn't throwing at him. wasn't at his head. He wasn't didn't mean to hit mm-hmm. him. I mean, just I mean, it's silly. It's just completely silly that they throw. Uh, you know, they're giving him death threats for this. Harper luckily is okay. You know, we discussed it on the show yesterday. All tests have come back negative. The biggest worry mm-hmm. here is that I don't know if he's going to get enough at bats to really truly be a threat week one, week two of the season here. Well, he hasn't. He doesn't have a hit yet in spring training. Obviously, he's signed late. We all know that. And he's got maybe ten more games here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's why I would expect the Phillies to bat him first now in most spring training games. Get him as many A-Bs as possible here. But uh, I think he's going to have a tough time truly. I think he'll play opening day, don't get me wrong. But to say he's actually ready, most players believe you need about 60 at-bats. He's not going to reach it. He's just not going to reach that. So uh, I would have some concerns there. Uh, it won't affect me when I'm drafting him. Once He's talking a couple of games here. Over his 162-game season, not worried about that at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, I wouldn't shock me if he's one of these slow start guys, which for Harper, usually he's not. Mm-hmm. And with the type of fan base, uh, y- y- how much patience do you think the Philly fans are going to have with him? You know, let's say if uh, we're a month and a half into the season and he's slumping, because last year he slumped for a big chunk of the early part of last season. If he's batting, uh, you know, let's say it's, uh, you know, May 15th, and he's batting 180 and has two home runs, do you think he starts to hear the boo birds? Oh, I don't think it'll take that long. I mean, <laughs> Phil, the Philadelphia fans can be, can be brutal. Yeah. This is why I was surprised. I'm not surprised he signed there, but I'm surprised he didn't give himself an out. You mm-hmm. know, why he didn't want yeah. that in there? Just in case. Just in mm-hmm. case. Things, it's brutal. You're not playing well. Or maybe, maybe, even if the team's not playing well and you're not hitting 60 home runs, they're going to take it out of you. You make it $330 million. Yes. You know, so I, I was surprised he didn't negotiate an out there after three years of, hey, let me get the hell out of here. We're not winning. They're all over me. Let me get out. Very surprised mm-hmm. he didn't do that. You know, instead, he's uh, he's there for the long haul, which is, hey, you're showing uh, faith. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I hope it works out for you. Hell, they're in the National League. You're not going to bother the Yankees. So, hey, work out for you. But I was uh, surprised here. Phillies, we know the fans here. All right, the, the rep is the rep, and it's well-deserved. They are rough. They can be tough. This is Yankee fans. What's it? They started booing Gian Carlos Stanton. He had two home runs opening day. He comes home, goes over forward, whatever, three, four strikeouts. They're booing him already. And Philly fans will be just the same here. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, they'll expect to win. They're paying you $330 million, They want to win, and they pretty much want right. you to win every game. You know, so uh, like I said, I was just really surprised. I mean, really surprised he didn't give himself an out. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, so uh, let's stop breaking down uh, the AL West. Uh, take a look at uh, the specific teams, their over-unders, uh, any fantasy-relevant players uh, that uh, you might be considering drafting. Uh, you know, over the next uh, week, uh, two weeks, big-time fantasy baseball draft season. We've got uh, the first two games of the regular season starting uh, March 20th and March 21st where the Oakland A's take on the Seattle Mariners in Japan. So uh, good stuff happening there. And opening day, uh, I believe it's the earliest uh, that uh, opening day ever, March 28th, but uh, coming up quickly. So uh, uh, the Astros finished in first place in the AL West, uh, beat the Athletics by six games last season, 103 wins, 59 losses. They're over under total six and a half, George. So uh, let's take a a look around the diamond for them. Uh, it looks like uh, Tyler White is going to be uh, getting some regular playing time uh, for the season's entirety. Uh, looks like he's going to be uh, splitting time first base and also uh, be a DH. You know, I had seen this guy play before, but I saw parts of some uh, Astros exhibition games. Uh, he's a big man. He is a big man. You know, he, he is a big man. And he got bigger. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he did get bigger. Uh, and I, I am interested in uh, Tyler White somewhat. Once again, I'm not always going to point out that I'm interested in, in, in an only league. You're interested in everybody in an only league. All right. So, uh, But in a 12-team yes. league, once again, he's on the fringe of a 12-team league, more of a 15-team league where I'm looking at Tyler White here. This team should hit. 
You know, there's not a weak spot in the, in the lineup here. Actually, if you're going to look at the one weak, weak spot, it might be Tyler White. He's probably the one question mark we're looking at here. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, they've already said he won't be the everyday DH because uh, A.J. Hinch, the manager, likes to rotate his DH, which a lot of teams do mm-hmm. to give players a half a day off, you know, give Springer right. a half day off, whatever it might be here. So he won't be the everyday DH. He's not going to play every day because, you, uh, you know, Ulyaski Uly- Uly- Guriel is going to play at first base. So that's one issue there. How many games can he get in? How many at-bats can he get in? Uh, the power's legit. You know, I think if he did yes. play every day, he might hit 30 home runs. But he's not. he won't mm-hmm. do that because he's not going to play every day. So Good he's OBD literally guy a guy. Too. Yeah. yeah. He's really a guy for me, Joe. If I play in a daily lineup league where I can switch my lineups in and out, if it's a weekly lineup league, it'll be hard to trust him because I'm going to need mm-hmm. an injury for him to get playing time. But in a daily lineup league, I like the fact that I can, you know, oh, he's in my lineup, plug him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and uh, so, uh, Jose Altuve, let's move on to him. Uh, last season, batted uh, 316, 13 home runs, 17 stolen bases. Uh, only played 137 games uh, due to a late July knee uh, injury, and then uh, that knee required some off-season surgery. Uh, up until July 29th, uh, his uh, triple slash was uh, 329, 392, and 464. Uh, had an 857 OPS up to that point. After he came back from uh, the the injury, uh, August 21st and on, that 329 batting average turned to 276. Still had some uh, good OBP, uh, but uh, lost uh, about 50 points off his slugging percentage and uh, about uh, 70 points over off his OPS. So uh, I guess the issue with him, and now he's had a recent... Uh, concern where he uh, was shut down for a few days due to left side soreness. Uh, he's back in the lineup now, but uh, you know, you got to think, you know, he, I know he had off-season surgery with the knee. Uh, one of uh, his big uh, calling points was the fact that he's able to steal bases. You're worried now if he's going to be able to steal bases as much as he had in the past uh, or if he's going to be favoring, uh, you know, that, that knee. Agreed. That is the worry. All right, mm-hmm. that, that's, uh, that's a huge part of the worry here. Uh, do the Astros just say, hey, we're going to win 1,000 games with the, whether you're stealing bases or not? We all know in today's game, most teams don't view stolen bases as, as all that important. There may be situations where they want him to run, but mm-hmm. it also may be, you know what, don't run unless we, we have to. You know, don't steal second just for the, st- uh, the sake of stealing second. We want to keep you healthy. So I do worry mm-hmm. about that, you know, that maybe – uh, they're going to calm him down. He, where he was averaging pretty much 30, 35 stolen bases the past three years before last season, maybe the number's cut in half. Stole 17 last mm-hmm. year. Maybe that's what it is again this year over a full season because they don't want him to run anymore. I worry about the same thing about Francisco Lindor. You know, sure. Once again, they don't want him to run. There's no reason for it. There's, uh, the risk outweighs the reward here. So why run? That's why I'm not drafting Lindor because I, a big part of Lindor's and Altuve's value are those stolen bases. And if they're not going to mm-hmm. steal... Well, then they're not really first-round picks anymore. And I don't think Altuve is. I'll take Altuve in the second round. I won't take him in the first round. Then do I feel the same way here. So uh, I am worried about that, Joe, that he's not going to steal mm-hmm. as many bases. I think he'll hit fine. You know, I do. Uh, I mean, listen, if, it's, if the, the hip, knees bothering him, sides bothering him, maybe he doesn't leg out a couple of infield hits, but that won't be anything dramatic. I'm not truly worried about that overall. But the stolen bases, I am. I wonder if that does come down 25 30% of what he's used mm-hmm. to. And like I said, that's, that's a part of his value that I'm drafting that I'm not going to get now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seem to remember, uh, maybe even as recently as last year, he was like, maybe, uh, uh, his ADP was somewhere around like maybe five or seven. Uh, right now, according to NFBC ADP, it's 15. Am, am I right? What, wasn't he like, like a five to seven kind of ADP kind of guy, maybe even a little Ooh. bit, uh, high, like last year. He may have been better than that too. I yeah, mean, he really yeah. reminded me. You look at his numbers. He was always stealing thirty plus bases, hitting tw- twenty five home runs, and batting three four. Yeah, yeah. So there was everybody wondered when, was when you look at his stats. Right, where's this power come from? Right, that's what everybody was was. Well, he's a freak. Just, just like Aaron Judge is a freak for his size, so is Altuve. He's a freak because he's so small and yet can do the damage he does. He's five five. Mm-hmm. I'm tall than he is. All mm-hmm. right, that's amazing that I'm taller than uh, he is. Only weighs one hundred forty eight pounds. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. He'll be 29, uh, actually, in a couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, six weeks. So happy birthday. Happy, happy uh, earlier birthday. I'm sure he's been waiting for me to, uh, to wish my birthday. Happy birthday. But it's amazing <laughs> what he can do. But I also wonder, mm-hmm. Joe, just like Dustin Pedroia, sooner or later, you know, these injuries add up. And at his size, it's hard for him to get by him. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what's scary. You know, once these injuries come, they start to magnify and, and whatnot. But when we come back, we'll continue breaking down the Houston Nationals. Talk about Carlos Correa and what we can expect from him in 2019. You're listening to the Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning. Joe Galena along with George Kurtz, Sean Engel. Actually, I should call George Kurtz Grouchy O'Wacky. That's his leprechaun name. And uh, my leprechaun name is uh, Grouchy O'Wacky. Jolly Jolly McWiggles. Uh, it's just uh, an, an unofficial chart that somebody posted on Facebook. We take the first letter of your name uh, and, that, uh, and the, the month that you were born, and they combine some wacky names. And uh, Sean Engel is uh, uh, silly a wacky. And Carlos Correa, what, what's his leprechaun name? So he'd be, uh, let's see, he's born in September, so he's uh, cheerful McBlarney. Cheerful McBlarney. <laughs> It's very scientific. Uh, so glad we yes, yes. to go down this uh, road here with, uh, with all these players. God. <laughs> so Carlos Correa, uh, you know, when he first uh, hit the scene, man, a uh, lot was uh, expected of him based on his production. You look uh, first 387 at-bats in 2015, 22 home runs. 14 stolen bases. Uh, yeah, he was highly sought after in uh, next uh, year's drafts. And yeah, he, unfortunately, uh, has been hit with the injury bug. Uh, been dealing with uh, back injuries. Back injuries are no joke. I mean, over the last two seasons, uh, he's played just 109 and 110 games while missing time uh, for uh, hand, thumb, toe, side. And like I mentioned, uh, back injuries. Also had uh, off-season thumb surgery so uh first of all i mean i guess when you think about it i mean could this guy george be a draft day bargain based on recency bias about uh, his recent injuries uh right now according to nfbc he is uh 49 supposedly he's uh, completely healthy at this stage but uh i think he could be a bargain this year well what's the most important ability in uh Really, professional sports. Availability. All right? You know, uh, what's the old saying? Can't help the club with the tub, that sort of thing. Uh, we need him to play. We need him to play. Uh, listen, I think the man is talent. I think he uh, could he win you a league. Yeah, I could see that. You know, getting him in round five, round six, maybe leaving a little later. And if he can play 150 games, he's going to put up big-time numbers. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But... His history tells us that's not going to happen. There's going to be an injury. When you have back problems, you know, they tend not to go away. You know, you don't get mm-hmm. enough rest. You know, the three, four months you have off, there's not enough rest. You're pounding on it over and over again by playing in the field. Shortstop also, rough position. You know, shortstop center field, a lot of action out there. You're always moving. I don't think you can take anything off here. I do wonder, will they try and manage him somewhat? You know, mm-hmm. and I'll give him uh, a day off every 10 games, something like that. Now, there's no Marvin Gonzalez there anymore, no super utility guy, so that's probably good for him because they don't have somebody mm-hmm. who's readily made to play everywhere and can give you that automatic day off. So I think that, uh, you know, fantasy owners looking at that, that's actually a good thing. Uh, shortstop's a loaded position. There's a lot of good shortstops that are available. Maybe not superstars, but good shortstops you can take there, especially when you consider Bregman and Machado qualify at shortstop in most leagues, so you can throw them in there as well. So you don't need to reach them. You know, you can draft them right around the same time you're drafting 
Xander Bogarts, but before Corey Seager, who has his own injury problems. And there are several other shortstops you can grab in there as well. So I don't feel the need to reach for him, uh, Joe, but I'm not shying away either. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think I'm banking on the fact that this will be the year. Give me 140 games. I'm not even asking for 150, 155. You know, really no one plays 162 anymore. Everyone's going to get their time. Most managers believe in that. But give me 140, mm-hmm. and I would be a really happy guy. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, I- I'm thinking that he's not going to be running as much as he has in the past. Hasn't been uh, doing that either. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, the Astros will limit that as well in terms of trying to keep him healthy and on the field. And when you look at his uh, ADP, um, let's see, shortstops, uh, according to NFBC, the you could get after him. Uh, like I said, mentioned uh, Carlos Correa, 49 ADP. Uh, Gleyber Torres, 62 uh, ADP. And according to NFPC, eligible at second and short. So there you go. Uh, Gene Segura at uh, ADP 64, uh, the Phillies shortstop. Corey Seager's an interesting guy uh, that he's uh, coming off of uh, an injury. Uh, what do you think about Corey Seager this uh, this year, uh, ADP of 85. We'll get right back to the Astros. But uh, since we're talking shortstops, uh, how do you feel about drafting Corey Seager uh, this season? Wary. Definitely wary of Corey Seager. Uh, and he mentioned 85, puts him in the round nine. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll take him in round nine if I waited on a shortstop, and I'll be very happy with that. Uh, he's coming mm-hmm. up to Tommy John surgery. His spring training also got delayed because he had an illness. He's playing in B games now. Now, the reason why you play in B games is so they can backdate the DL if they have to. If you were to play in a major league game right now, then the earliest the, uh, you can put him on a DL is from 317. So that's why mm-hmm. they do the B game things for anybody who's wondering. And uh, also, a uh, little, little help. If you see a starting pitcher who also is pitching in a B game, don't think he's injured. We're at the point now in spring training where, you know, Jacob DeGrom was facing the Nationals today. He's guess what? He's not going to face the Nationals today. They'll play a pitcher in a B game because they're play, playing the Nationals the first week of the season. So if the other teams mm-hmm. that are doing that, they'll move their starting pitcher away. So don't get frightened if all of a sudden you hear your starting pitcher's in a B game. It's not an injury. It's just uh, it's just gamesmanship. So the the team you're playing in a couple of weeks and games that count don't get to see that player. You'll, you're going to see that happen a lot. Uh, as far as Seeker's concerned, like coming up Tommy John surgery, he's still behind a little bit. Although the Dodgers are optimistic, he'll be ready for opening day. I think he'll probably get up to a slow start. I think he eventually he'll come on there. Remember, L.A., not a great hitter's park. It's not. He is a good hitter, but it's not a great hitter's park there where you feel you need to go out and grab him because he's going to hit 30, 35 home runs, driving 100 runs and all that. He's probably not. There's a reason he's behind all these other guys. You know, I would take Bogarts ahead of him. I would certainly take Correa ahead of him. I would take Torres ahead of him pretty easily. You know, I think he's a guy who, you know, Joe, when we talk about this next year at this time, he may be up a couple of rungs. You know, a couple, up mm-hmm. a couple of spots into that uh, Gleyber Torres area. But I think where he's being drafted now, round nine, behind all these other guys, I think is the right spot. Because I do think the month of, uh, well, I guess we got to say March, but also April is going to be a little bit of a struggle for him. Get his timing back to get used to playing a full season again. Remember, for all intents and purposes, he missed all of last year. Yes, absolutely did. Yep. Uh, all right, so good stuff uh, regarding Seager. Um Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, back to the the Astros. Love these two guys. Uh, love the uh, addition of Michael Brantley to that outfield. Uh, Bregman really, uh, you know, had a full full breakout season last year uh, at catcher. Uh, you know, we talk about how poor the catcher position is, and I mean he's no uh, shining light. But Robinson Chirinos past two seasons, uh, two hundred sixty at sixty three at bats, seventeen home runs. 360 at-bats, 18 home runs. I know he's going to kind of kill your batting average, but the state of the uh, the catcher position, you know, I like the, the fact that he could hit close to 20 home runs. And you know what? He's probably you know going to get the same range of at-bats. So uh, that's a, a guy to keep, uh, keep in mind. Uh, Kyle Tucker, do you think that uh, he's a guy that uh, might be a good stash where – uh, he could eventually uh, get called up by the Astros and make his way, uh, fight his way into getting a regular spot in the Astros outfield. I mean, right now you have Michael Brantley in left field, George Springer in center field, not going anywhere, but uh, uh, Reddick in right field. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Kyle Tucker, uh, if he gets called up, could uh, fight for that spot right there. I'd like to see him play, Tucker. I would, but you, you just went through the outfield. There's, really, there's no spot for him right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that, that's the issue here. 
I guess you could say he could be the Tyler White guy and play him there. I think he's ready to play. I do. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a bad team. He'd be in the lineup already. The problem is a good team. You know, and uh, you can make the argument also, well, then they can afford to let him play then. And they could, if he, even if he struggles. And he did struggle at, uh, at times here. But he has nothing left to prove at AAA. Nothing left mm-hmm. to, uh, to prove in the minor leagues. He's ready to play now, and I, I wish they'd let him play. Instead, they're not. They're going to wait for an injury. Which, granted, you know, Reddick, he gets hurt. Apparently, his biggest problem is getting hurt. Right? Apparently, yes. if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. he'd be a very damn good player. So they'll wait for that to happen, and then they'll, uh, he'll be, their pro- I would imagine, their first call-up to replace these guys. So to answer your question, do I think he's a good stash? Absolutely. He's the kind of mm-hmm. guy you take late in your draft, you know, and you stash. And if you if, if you get uh, your team gets lucky and you, you don't get, uh, suffer out another rash of injuries, you can keep, keep holding on to him. But if you're not lucky, your team like mine, oh, mine, oh, my teams always are, you, get, you have suffered a lot of injuries, well, then you've got to let him go. For a player who is playing right now, who can help you now. Just the way the game is played. I stash guys all the time. If I can afford to, great. You know, I can wait it out. Wait till these guys come back. Wait to see what happens with Tucker. See if he does get back into the lineup. But I'm not so stubborn as to, oh, I draft him. He's staying on my roster forever. No. If I suffer a rash of other injuries where I need the roster spot, then he has to go. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Uh, let's talk a couple of seconds uh, about the... Uh, starting pitching staff for the Astros. Uh, you got Justin Verlander, who uh, amazingly uh, in his middle 30s has found new life, right? Uh, uh, Jarek Cole, uh, we all saw what he could do next year. I mean, last year. <laughs> we all saw what he could do next year. And we also know the uh, winning lottery numbers uh, uh, for this week, too, right? We can see the future. But uh, Verlander and Cole, obviously, two really good uh, pitchers to have at the top of your staff. Colin McHugh making his way back into the uh, the starting rotation. Uh, six runs and two and two-thirds inning pitches last spring start. Never really been a good spring training pitcher. But what do you expect uh, out of Colin McHugh uh, this season, George? And uh, are you happy with Verlander and Cole? Well, I'm certainly happy with Verlander and Cole. Verlander's on a lot of mm-hmm. my teams because uh, I'm uh, in, in my snake drafts. I'm almost always taking a pitcher in the uh, in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like in all these drafts. I mean, all these drafts. I uh, my favorite pick seems to be the number eight eight pick. Always get number eight, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been I've got nothing lower than five. So I'm not getting mm-hmm. a chance to get a uh, you know Betts, Trout, or anybody like that, or Jay Ram at three. Uh, I would take Scherzer at four. That's where I have him. That's and. Uh, that's how I would approach my drafts as far as the first couple slots. But after that, I'm pretty much going to take the best hitter available. And in round two, I'm looking to take the best pitcher available, which is generally Verlander or Sale come down to me. DeGrom and Scherzer are almost always gone. So it's Verlander, mm-hmm. Sale, Nola if I was uh, picking later in the second round. But once again, God forbid I should get a, uh, you know, a first, first overall pick or two when that comes up. So Verlander's on a lot of my teams. I think he's going to be great. Uh, you know, he's a free agent year too, contract year, so that certainly can't hurt. Uh, Cole, I expect just a little, you know, a little bit down from short, uh, from Verlander. That's it. I think he'll be aces as well. You know, so I'm not worried about either one of these two. I would take either one of these two uh, to anchor my team. Although I do consider Verlander a tier one and Cole the top of tier two. You know, I like to tier my players here. So I think I do think Cole's a little bit of a drop off, not my major drop off, but a little bit of a drop off here. Once again, it's Houston, great team. Right, we know they're gonna yeah. win a whole truckload of games here, so you want their starting yep. pitchers. You do, because mm-hmm. you know, that's W's you're gonna get there. I think Cole's going to be great. Yep. Uh, what did you think about uh, Colin McHugh coming back to the starting rotation? <sighs> I mean, he's being brought back because once again they've lost some starters here, right? They lost uh, Keiko. Well, we think they've lost Keiko. Maybe he ends up coming back. Maybe he doesn't. Um, the colors, <laughs> you know. So someone has to go back in there. You know, and McHugh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's anything great. I think he's really just an average pitcher. You know, yeah. and uh, so I think he'll get beat Hopefully up a little bit. Hopefully, he'll be an innings eater, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what they want him to be. Mm-hmm. Can you go six innings uh, a start here? We'll win your starts anyway. So, like the, what the Yankees do. You don't need to be great. Mm-hmm. Just keep us in the game. We'll out hit people. We're a good team. I think that's what they're hoping here. Uh, last uh, year in the bullpen, you know, it's uh, only 72 innings, but he had a 1.99 ERA. That's, that's impressive. My problem with McHugh is. That's only going one through uh, one time through the lineup. I think teams mm-hmm. are going to beat him up the second time through the lineup, third time through the lineup. My other issue is this: you're drafting McHugh. How many innings can you expect him uh, to go this year? You know, 17 right. was 63, 18 was 72. Now he's listen. He's 31 years old. They're not going to have an innings limit on him. If he can go, he can go. But he's not throwing 200 innings. That's not going to happen. 
right? So uh, I, I don't know when he hits the wall as far as that's concerned either. Uh, I think Houston throughout the season will be looking for an upgrade here. Like I said, maybe it's an upgrade now and they do sign Keiko, uh, but Houston one who loses out here. Maybe it's not. We don't really know. But I think that's uh, certainly in play here as well, that they're looking to upgrade here, and McHugh could be the uh, you know, the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, any starting pitcher uh, in this rotation has the luxury of having that great uh, offense <laughs> behind them, supporting them. Uh, Wade Miley, another addition uh, this season. Uh, pitcher to 2.57 ERA uh, in 16 starts for the Brewers last season. Uh, they also have uh, Framber uh, Valdez. Uh, Valdez, I'm sorry, uh, one of their uh, prospects uh, in the wings. Any other uh, just stars that you could think of? I mean, it looks like they might, like you said, might have to go outside of the organization uh, to to get some help. Well, not necessarily, because there is a star waiting to happen here, and that's Forrest Whitley. Yeah, you know, do yep. they want to bring yep. him up? Yeah, you know, certainly not, he's not going to start the season. They'll do play, play play the same game, and they'll probably get through with Super Two arbitration dates too. So you're looking at sometime in May. But, but if these guys struggle, if McHugh, Miley, and Peacock struggle, Whitley is there. And I wonder if Whitley's mm-hmm. that guy because with McHugh and Peacock, for that matter, I don't know how many innings these guys can throw before one's going to hit right. that wall. They can hit the wall by the All Star break. Whitley could be that addition. And this this is a uh, an ace waiting to happen here. He's you know obviously he won't be an ace this year. He'll struggle somewhat. He's a rookie. But or he'd be a rookie, but this is an, an ace long term waiting to happen here. Those of you playing in keeper and dynasty league, if you're looking to grab somebody long term, absolutely, he's your guy. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. He's going to be an, a fantastic pitcher, and it's not like the Astros are a one and done team where they're going to be bad for years to come. They're not. They're going to be good, a good team for quite a few years. But Whitley is a guy in my mind to look out for. Once again, I'd love to stash him, and I probably and I wouldn't a league or two, but I would never expect to remain on, on my team. Because I think uh, by the time you have to be so lucky and not have any injuries. Or maybe if you have eight-man reserve bench, that's different. Then you can have uh, a little bit more luxury. But most leagues only have five. And I know me with uh, my fantasy leagues, I suffer injuries, and I need those spots. i got to keep rotating those spots. But Forrest Whitley is a guy I would take last round if you could. Just in a keeper league. Keeper league, you might have to take him earlier. And uh, just, try and keep, just try and hold on to him if you can. 15 Ks in uh, 12 innings pitched this spring. Uh, only pitched uh, 26 innings for the AA team uh, last season. So that that is a concern. But, yes, definitely a, a big-time uh, prospect to hold on to or pick up in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, Osuna, Osuna, the closer there? Yeah, he, here's your close. He'll be mm-hmm. Listen, we can think all we want to think about him with his domestic violence issues. But as far as mm-hmm. fantasy is concerned, he's an ace closer. Yeah. 96 and a half over? Yes, yeah, I think they're going over. I think it's pretty easily over. Mm, all right, when we come back, continue breaking down the AO West, Oakland Athletics next. Roto Experts in the Morning, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 